N-A-S Uh, yeah It can kinda hard to replace me So don't go looking for nobody else I was keeping my heart on safety Now I'm letting it go into it Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy, Jalen. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It would definitely mean a lot to me. If you're if you're listening, I would I would I would implore you to come over to the YouTube channel, especially for this episode, because I want to do something special. Well, Selection Sunday happened on Sunday and March Madness pretty much starts, the tournament starts on the 19th. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to do my bracket. But I'm not just going to do my bracket. I mean, everyone does a bracket, but I'm going to do my bracket for you guys. I'm going to do it here on the pod. Today's episode is me breaking down the bracket. I'm going to choose my winner. And you're just going to take a ride with me. We're going to go. I'm not going to go into depth with every single a game, but we will talk about every game. I will talk about who I think is going to win, who I think is going to lose. And and like I said, today I'm going to do my bracket for you guys. So let's start. First and foremost, you have the West, the South, the East, and the Midwest. And the, all the number ones, it, it's not that hard to guess. Gonzaga, of course, they're going to be number one. They're the only undefeated team you have Baylor that's number one you have Michigan that's number one in the east in the midwest you have Illinois and I have no complaints there of course Gonzaga is the number one overall and that that's not really a a a question um number two just Iowa you have uh, Luke Garza that makes sense Ohio State uh, Alabama and Houston no no problems there no problems there at all. But what we're going to do is, like I said, this episode, I'm going to do my bracket for you guys. If you don't agree, of course, you can leave it in the comments. We'll talk about it. If you do agree, leave a thumbs up. Let's get it. Let's start with the West. You have number one Gonzaga against either Norfolk State or Appalachian State. I have a feeling that Norfolk State's going to win this one. But I don't, I mean, I don't really see... No, I, there's only been one time in NCAA history where one has lost to a 16 seed. Of course, we know that was UMBC beating Virginia, but no, that's <laughs> this is this is not this is not that. Gonzaga to me is going to win quite easily. I mean, they're averaging 92 points a game. Like they're <laughs> it, it's Gonzaga, so I got Gonzaga beating Norfolk State or Appalachian State, whoever comes out of that. The next game in the Midwest, I mean, in the West, is kind of difficult. You have Oklahoma and you have Missouri. The thing about that is Oklahoma is 15 and 10. Missouri is 16 and 9. Of course, you have, you know, they, they, they pretty much. And here's the thing about college basketball in general this year. This year is tougher than a lot of other years because outside of maybe one or two teams, there's no dominant team. So I can't really say that there will be an upset, there won't be an upset. Um, when you look at the resumes, you know, uh, Missouri beat Illinois. They beat Alabama. They beat Arkansas. 
they beat Tennessee. However, Alabama, I mean, Oklahoma has beat Alabama. They also, they did lose to Baylor. They lost to Baylor. And they lost to Texas Tech. So, they lost some good teams, but those losses outside of Baylor, because they got destroyed by Baylor. You know, I think, especially when you look at the SC, I mean, the uh, Big Ten Championship or Big Ten, um, Big Ten Tournament, I think Oklahoma right now is is kind of on a run, and I'm not. They didn't win, of course, but I think that they're kind of peaking at the right time. So I have number eight Oklahoma beating Missouri, number nine. Then you have Creighton number five in UCSB, <laughs> and Creighton. I mean, Creighton is one of the best shooting teams in the league right now. I mean. I didn't expect them to get blown out by Georgetown in the Big East Championship, but you know they they're they're in, they're in pretty good position. I mean, they're they're a great great shooting team, and they're actually they're actually one of the best shooting teams, and they're led by Marcus. I don't know, what's the name Zega Zega Waski. I, I don't know, but I think I think that what happened. We're going to talk about Georgetown in a minute, but I think what happened with Creighton is they just ran into the hottest team in the league, in in college foot basketball right now. But I think that you know they're going to get back on track. So I have Creighton beating uh, UCB. I mean UCSB. I mean that's you know for people that don't know that's University of California Santa Barbara. So I got I got Creighton winning that game. Now we have Virginia and Ohio. Now, before I go, I don't think, here's the thing, and this is where it kind of goes back to what I was talking about before. They're outside of maybe one or two teams. There's no dominant team. I think that Virginia is going to beat Ohio. I, I, do th- I don't think Ohio has enough weapons, has enough pieces to keep up with Virginia. Virginia still is a high-octane offense, and they still pride themselves on scoring the ball and rebounding the ball. The problem is with Virginia, and this is kind of with the entire NCAA outside of maybe Gonzaga and Baylor. There's no dominant team, and anybody. And this, I think, this year is probably harder than any year because anybody can lose at any given moment. No, I don't think Ohio can beat Virginia, but I do think that they can give them a game. And it kind of goes back to, I mean, I. it's just tough. It's tough picking these games because, like I said, it's, there's no dominant team, like except for, you know, one or two teams. But let's keep it moving. You have number six, USC, and you have Wichita State or Drake. I have Wichita State winning, winning this game, and I have USC winning overall. Uh, USC, they average, what, I think 75 points a game. They're 22-7. and seven. They're pretty much on a good roll right now. And while Wichita State or Drake, whoever comes out of it, is good, again, I don't see them, I don't see them beating a USC. And now, I don't know if USC can beat, like, a top team like they lost, what, uh, three times to Colorado. They did beat BYU, but they also lost to UConn. I, I, but they did beat Oregon. They did beat Oregon. But I think USC, I got USC be, uh, beating Wichita State or Drake. 
Now you have Kansas and East Washington. To me, this this isn't really that much of a competition. Kansas is too big. They're too fast. They have they have good shooters, and they also are good defensively. This is one of the this is one of the better Kansas defensive teams, seeing as though they're fast at every position. So I have Kansas beating East Washington. You have Oregon and VCU, and here to me is my first upset. I have I've seen VCU play live. And while VCU and Oregon can go through lows, like they, they, when, if they're not scoring, they're not scoring. But VC, I've seen VCU turn it on. VCU has shooters galore. Like they, I mean, they, uh, yes, they average less points than Oregon, but VCU, I, VCU is a team that can catch hot on fire. Like they can catch fire quick. And when you're led by Vincent, when when you're led by Vince Williams, they he he can turn. I mean, he averages what 19, 20 points a game. I, I have VCU beating Oregon. I think that when Oregon isn't scoring, they have a tough time. It's like there. I think Oregon's off. Oregon's game is predicated with how they're scoring, or if they're scoring. If they're not scoring. They're 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 struggling, and I think VCU, they're kind of the same way. However, they 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 do have some big bodies, and they can rebound the ball pretty well. So, I have VCU beating Oregon, and Wichita. I mean Iowa against Grand. I mean Grand Canyon. Shouts out to Grand Canyon for making it to the uh, NCAA tournament. But you have more than likely the Player of the Year and Luca Garza and Iowa can shoot the lights out, even though I think they kind of lean a little too heavy on Luca Garza. I mean, they average 84 points a game. So I have Iowa beating that. So my round of 32 for the West is Gonzaga against Oklahoma, Creighton against uh, Virginia, USC against Kansas, VCU against Iowa. Let's go let's go over to the south, which is led by the number one team over there, which is Baylor. Baylor against Warford. I mean Hartford. I mean again, congratulations to Hartford for making it, but no, it's it's, it's going to be Baylor. Baylor can score at Baylor can score in so many positions. And when you have Jared Butler, when you have Devon Mitchell, when you have uh Mikoa Teague, they ha to me, they have the best guard trio in the in the nation. Like, it's better than Gonzaga, it's better than Illinois. I think that those three, and they're, I mean, they're, they're 22 and 2. So, I, I, Baylor, I have Baylor beating Hartford in pretty easily. I'm a North Carolina fan. We all know this. And North Carolina, which is number eight, will go against which Wisconsin. And here's the thing I'm not just picking, now, I am picking North Carolina because I'm a fan. That's a little bit. But I'm not just picking them. I'm picking them because. What North Carolina does is, while they're not the greatest uh, shooting team, they can lean on their defense uh, with, you know, Leaky Black has played great defensively. Baycott's been great. Garrison Brooks has been great. And then, of course, Caleb Love, who is high energy. They, 
they're, no, they're not going to score. They're not going to just blast away three-pointers. They take a lot of three-pointers, but they're not the greatest shooting three-point team. And they average 70, 76 points a game. I have North Carolina winning. Not to mention, one thing that you can always depend on with North Carolina is they're going to be a great rebounding team. Like I said, with Baycott, with Garrison Brooks, they're always uh, like that's that's usually their calling card. Ever since they've had what Tyler Hansbro, they've had Brendan Hayward in the past. Uh, they've had great. They have Tyler Johnson. Like they've had great rebounders. And this is no like I said, Baycott's great. Harrison's great when it comes to. I mean, Garrison Brooks is great when it comes to rebounding. So because of that, I have North Carolina beating Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin will be able to shoot the ball a little better than North Carolina. The only difference is I think North Carolina's defense will be able to slow them down. And once that's happening, I think the battle is going to be the battle on the boards. And I have North Carolina beating, winning that. I have Villanova against Winthrop. I have Villanova winning this game, but trust and believe, I don't know how much I trust Villanova in this entire like this entire grand scheme of the tournament, seeing as though they've lost games this year that they shouldn't have lost. I think that they will beat Winthrop, but I don't think that it's going to be like a blowout. I think I think Villanova is such a seesaw team this year, as in when they're bad, they're bad. But when they're good, they're they could they can arguably win the national championship. So I again I don't I don't I don't think they're going to lose to Winthrop. I do think it's going to be a game, though. So I have uh, Villanova beating Winthrop. Next one is Purdue against North Texas. I have Purdue winning. I mean, they're 18-9, and nine, uh, and while North Texas is pretty good, they lost to Loyola Chicago, they lost to Arkansas, and they lost to West Virginia. Those are their three biggest games of the season. And – I don't think – I think Purdue – I mean, Purdue has lost some pretty – I mean, they, you lost to Michigan by 17. You lost to Illinois. You lost to Iowa. But those are big games. I don't think that, you know, they're going to be – you know, I don't think that they're going to be uh, gangbusters or anything. But they have Trevor, uh, Trevon Williams, who's the best rebounder in the league. So – or in the conference or in the nation, let's say that. So I have Purdue beating North Texas. I have Texas or Texas Tech against Utah State, led by Matt Matt uh, McClung. I don't I don't see Texas Tech losing to uh, Utah State. I do think Utah State is able to they they're going to be able to remain in the game by shooting, but I don't think that they're going to beat Texas Tech. So I have Texas Tech winning. Arkansas against Colgate. Arkansas to me they're such a rugged defensive team, and they can also score the ball. I don't think I think this might be a blowout. I think I got Arkansas beating Colgate. Florida and Virginia Tech. This game is tough to me. And the reason why it's tough is because I've seen Virginia Tech at their best. Then I've seen Virginia Tech. I mean, North Carolina beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech does uh score what 72 points a game. Virginia Tech has beat Villanova. They've also beat Virginia. They, but they've lost, like I said, to Syracuse by 18. They've lost to North Carolina. They lost to Louisville, who didn't make the tournament. So, But they did beat Clemson. So, like I said, in the ACC in general has been up and down this year. 
but Florida does the Florida is, is kind of the same way. I mean, you lose to Alabama, you lose to Arkansas, you beat Tennessee once, but you lose to them twice. You lose to Florida State by twelve. So I, this game to me, even though it is a seven against a ten, I think it's a toss up game. And anytime it's a toss up game, and I I'm going to pick the higher seed, and because of that, I'm going to pick Florida to beat Virginia Tech. I'm not confident in that pick, but that's what I'm going to pick. Then you have Ohio State and Oral Roberts. Um, Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, Ohio State's been good this entire year. They're 21-8. and eight. They, I mean, not to mention, I think that they're going to be upset, especially after what happened, you know, losing the, the Big Ten um, champ tournament. I... I just, it's going to be a long day for, uh, it's going to be a long day for Oral Roberts. So I have Ohio State winning that game. So my round of 32 for the South is Baylor against North Carolina, for Villanova against Purdue, uh, Texas Tech against Arkansas, and Florida against Ohio State. If you move down to the West, East, you have North, I mean, Michigan, which is number one. They're going to go again. The Michigan's winning. Now, here's the thing I'll say about Michigan. And here is here is what we need to to understand about Michigan. And here's why. We'll talk about this a little later. And it's not going to affect them the first game. But losing Isaiah Levers, to me, is 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 huge. They're still a really good team. They're still a, 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 a very good team without Isaiah Levers. But Isaiah Levers is arguably one of their best players. It's either him, Eli Brooks, or Hunter Dickerson or Dickinson. But Isaiah Levers is able to me put them over the top. And without him, I think going down the road is going to be really tough when you play a team without arguably your best player. So I don't think it's going to hurt them this. I think they're going to win, of course, the first round against the 16 seed. But I do think it's going to bite them in the in, in the butt come later on. Now, he's out indefinitely. A lot of people are saying that it's going – Isaiah Levers, that is. A lot of people are saying it's going to be the rest of the year, which I believe it is. If he actually comes back, then this all could change. But if not, you know, this it is what it is. Let's go. You have number eight, LSU, and number nine, St. Bonaventure. Here's the thing about LSU. Don't let 82 points fool you. While they, they, I don't, here's the thing. LSU is, it's kind of like Villanova. They're kind of seesaw. It's like you beat Arkansas twice, but you lose to Alabama three times. I mean, and you lose to Florida by four, and you lose to Texas Tech. Like, and, and LSU, their best player is, what, I think a freshman, what, Cameron Thomas? He does average 23 points a game, but I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you have Cameron Thomas. You have Trenton uh, Whitford, and you have Javante, Javante Smart, but... St. Bonaventure is a is a scrappy team, or Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure is a scrappy team, and they have the pieces. Uh, to me, you know, it's a balanced team. They they're great on defense and they're great on offense, and 
their coach has got them playing one of the best styles that they've, you know, they're a complete team. And they're led by Kyle uh, Kyle Lofton and Jaron Holmes. And I think, hey, I got St. Bonaventure being LSU because I've seen LSU at their worst, and my God, they're bad. But I never seen a thing. (laughs) But uh, I think that's going to be a good game. So I have St. But I have St. Bonaventure beating uh, LSU. I think that the balanceness or St. Bonaventure to me LSU is not completely balanced. They're a great scoring team, but they're not really good defensively. And I think St. Bonaventure because they're more balanced, they're going to win the game. I have Colorado against Georgetown. See, here's the thing. I like Colorado. I really do. Like Colorado is. They're they're I mean they're averaging seventy three points a game. They're twenty two and eight. Uh, they've beat some pretty. I mean they beat USC three times. They beat Oregon. They beat UCLA. But here's the thing. Right now, to me, Georgetown is arguably the hottest team in the league. I'm not saying they're the best, but they're like the hottest team in the nation right now. And when you're coming off of winning what the Big East tournament, and I, I understand, I understand you're thirteen and twelve, but like I said, Patrick Ewing has them balling. Like they, <laughs> I, look, the, you're you're led by Quandis Wad, uh, Wenhab. I'm sorry, and and you have Javon Belair. It's like I, I have I I think that's going to be upset. That's that's an upset. I have Georgetown beating Colorado. I just think that. They're they're hot right now. They're on a roll. They just won the Big East tournament, and they they destroyed Creighton. So I I have I have Georgetown beating uh, Colorado, Florida State and USC UNC Greensboro. I have Florida State winning this, but I don't know how. That's another team, kind of like um kind of like LSU. I don't know how how much you can trust Florida State because I've seen them at their best. Like I said, Florida State, I mean, you averaged almost 80 points a game, and they beat Virginia. By, they destroyed Virginia, and they but they lost to a North Carolina, even though they did beat them twice. They lost to Georgia Tech. They lost to Clemson. It's But they beat Louisville. They beat Florida. So it's like you they have some pieces. Don't get me wrong. Florida State has pieces. Florida State is one of the best shooting teams in the nation. But, like I said, it's like they can be hot or cold. And it's not just hot or cold from game to game. It's hot or cold from a half. One half, they like, I don't know. Go watch the North Carolina, when they play North Carolina in the um, ACC tournament. The first half, they were destroying North Carolina. I think they were up like 13. It was a complete domination. You go into the second half, and they just, I don't know what happened. So, and they, they did win the game, but it was closer than it should be. And honestly, if it, was, if it wasn't for some blown calls by the refs, they should have lost the game. So, with all that being said, I still got Florida State beating UNC Greensboro. So, uh, BYU and Michigan State, here's the thing. I like BYU. I really like BYU. However... Michigan State to me is better than their record. They dealt with injury, they dealt with COVID, they dealt with other teams having COVID, and I think that while yes, BYU is twenty and six, 
I think that Michigan State, especially their defense and how good they're playing right now, I think that they will beat BYU. And and don't get me wrong, I didn't think this. I would be able to say this, especially in the beginning of the year and even in the middle of the year. But they have been on a roll lately, and like I said, they're t- they're they're better than their record. They're better than what we see on paper because, like I said, they dealt with a, a a whole bunch of stuff. So I have Michigan State beating BYU. You have Texas, and well, Texas is winning that. <laughs> like Texas, you know, Texas. Led by Shaka Smart, you're averaging 75 points a game. Uh, and Shaka Smart is one of the best coaches in the league. You have Andrew Jones, who's still pretty good. You have Matt Clayton the third. You have Courtney Ramney. Like, it's, I don't see it. I don't, yeah, no. So, it's going to be Texas. UConn and Maryland. This kind of goes back to the, no, this kind of goes back to Georgetown. Uh, Maryland is hot is hot right now. While they didn't win the tournament, they're 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 kind of hot right now. Their defense has has been incredible. And while yes, they only averaging what sixty nine points a game, they're 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 on fire right now. And I don't you know I don't think that I don't think that. UConn will be able to um I don't think UConn will be able to to keep track with Maryland's uh three-point shooting because they're one of the better three-point shooters and I'm not saying they're the best because they're not but they're one of the better three-point shooting teams in the in the nation so I have Maryland beating UConn and Alabama against Iona I have Alabama I mean when you have uh <laughs> Alabama is they average damn near 80 points a game like they're it's 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 tough especially when you have um Herbert Jones like who was the SEC player of the year and defensive player of the year like it's you know it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough so I have I don't I don't see Iona squeaking through that one so I have Alabama winning that so in the east I have Michigan against St. Bonavich. I have Georgetown against Florida State. I have uh, Missis- Michigan State against Texas, and I have Maryland against Alabama. In the Midwest is led by Iowa, uh, Iowa, and Iowa. We'll talk about a little later. Iowa is on a, a run, and and if you really look at Iowa's team, to me they have the they have the 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 players at the right positions that to me could win it all we'll talk about how far i think they'll go but with that being said i think it's going to be a long day for drexel because iowa not only no i'm sorry illinois not only is illinois uh has some of the players you know has some of the great players but you're averaging 81 points you have ao uh das dasmu i think i'm sorry i'm sure i butchered his name but and he's uh, he's honorably one of the uh, he's a draft like he's a he could be good enough to be a um lottery pick. So I just I just have Illinois winning this one. Not only do they have some of the best players, but they're also one of the hottest teams. So I just have Illinois winning that. Sorry, Drexler. Uh, Loyola Chicago against Georgia Tech. Loyola Chicago, surprisingly, is one of the best teams. In, I mean, they're what twenty four and four. 
and they beat Drake, and they beat, well, they lost to Richmond by two, but that was a pretty good game. And I, I don't know. You got sister, what's her name, <laughs> that's over the team, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, this, this team is a dangerous team, and the thing is, they can get hot. You have Cameron uh, Kratwig, I think his name is, and who leads the team in points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. He's pretty much the Luca Garza for Loyola Chicago. And while Georgia Tech is good, you know, they, they can light it up. They're one of those teams where if they get cold, they get cold. And I think I got Loyola Chicago beating, beating uh, Georgia Tech. Tennessee State against Oregon State, or Tennessee against Oregon State. Um, I mean, it's I can't really pick against Tennessee on this one. You average uh, seventy three points a game. You are two and two against top twenty five, and your own your opponents are only scoring sixty three points a game. Like, and you're ten and seven in the conference. Like I said, it's been a you you SEC has been a tough conference with Alabama, with Colorado, with Kansas. Um. Well, of course, Kansas isn't in the SEC, but those are teams you played and beat, except for Alabama, and they beat the they beat the hell out of Kansas. So I got I got Tennessee beating Oregon State, um, Oklahoma against Liberty, Cade Cade Cunningham, uh, hell, he's arguably going to be the number one overall pick. They ride him until the wheels fall off, and. He is he is arguably the best player in college basketball right now, and I'm not going to pick Liberty to beat uh, Oklahoma State. Not to mention Oklahoma State just beat Baylor, which you know is a number one team. They beat them twice actually, so I got Oklahoma State winning. I do think it's going to be a good game, but I have Oklahoma State. When you have arguably the best, the arguably the number one overall pick on your team. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick you. So you got Oklahoma State. San Diego State against Syracuse. I have San Diego State. I think that they're a athletic team, like a extreme now, shouts out to Syracuse for making it, but I think that San Diego is just they are extremely athletic. Even though, even though Syracuse does average more points than them, they're San Diego State plays better defense than Syracuse. And I, I I have San Diego State winning. Moving forward, you have West Virginia against Moore Moorhead State. Uh, I got West Virginia. Shouts out to Moorhead State for making it, but I have West Virginia. I mean, it's West Virginia. <laughs> like West Virginia, they're they what they what they do best is score the ball, especially from three point line and. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, they're not. They're not a good three-point shooting team. They're a great, like they're able to dominate the paint, and you know, I mean, when you have Derek Culver, Culver, you know, who's a double-double machine. Like I have, I have West Virginia. I have West Virginia. You have Clemson and the Rutgers. Uh, I have Clemson. I think Clemson is a little more uh, battle-tested when it comes to teams that they've played. Uh, I think that while Rutgers is good, um, you, I mean, you, and you beat Illinois, but you lose to Michigan, you lost to Iowa, you lost to Ohio State, you won and lost to Maryland, and you lost to Wisconsin. 
like some of your biggest games you've lost. And while it's you know, while Clemson isn't that much better as far as their record, they did beat Alabama. They did beat Florida State once. They did beat uh Purdue. They did beat Georgia Tech. So I have I have Clemson winning that. And Houston, Houston, Houston's it's weird when we talk about Houston. Houston is one of the fastest teams in the entire like it's kind of like uh Illinois. Like they're incredibly fast. But the thing is Houston is one of not only the the best scoring teams, but they're one of the best defending teams. I mean, they only allow teams to score 58 points a game. And it's I mean, there's 24 and 3. So Cleveland is going to have a Cleveland State going to have a long day. I have I have uh Houston winning that one. So in the East or Midwest, I have Illinois against Loyola Chicago. I have Tennessee against Oklahoma State. I have San Diego State against West Virginia. I have Clemson against Houston. Let's go back up to the West. You have Gonzaga against uh Oklahoma. And I, I don't <laughs> I don't see Anybody, I don't see anybody beating Gonzaga. I, let me see this. I don't see Oklahoma beating Gonzaga. Gonzaga to me is a complete team. Like they are the most complete team. You have Jalen Suggs, who is a freshman, but he could be the number two overall pick. You have Corey uh, Kispert, who is an incredible point guard and, or I'm not gonna say point guard because he he plays sometimes. But he can score the score the hell out of the ball. And you have Drew Time, who is incredible in the paint. Like, it's the most complete team, in my opinion. Like, they they don't they don't it's hard to see their weakness. I mean, you're only you're averaging 92 points a game. Like that in college, it's it's tough. So I have Gonzaga beating Oklahoma. Shout out to Oklahoma though. Creighton against Virginia. This goes back to I don't think I think for I have Creighton winning because Virginia to me, they, while they are 18 and six, they've lost some games that they shouldn't like. They got destroyed by Gonzaga. They got destroyed by Florida state. Um, and they got destroyed by Virginia tech. And while yes, they beat North Carolina, they beat Clemson. They beat Georgia tech twice. I think Clint, uh, Creighton is still going to ride off them being upset with how bad they looked against Georgetown in the Big East tournament. And again, I think if Virginia isn't scoring the ball, they're I don't know how much their defense I mean their defense is good. You're they're you're you're holding opponents to sixty one points a game, but I don't I just don't think their defense is gonna hold up when it comes to how good Creighton is, especially shooting threes. Now one thing that we did see is we saw Creighton against Georgia Georgetown have an awful, awful shooting day. And I just don't see them being that bad from beyond the arc again, especially when it counts more than ever. So I have Creighton beating Virginia. USC against uh, Kansas. I have Kansas winning. Um, Kansas started the year off kind of rocky. But, I mean, <laughs> And they had to pull out of the the tournament due to COVID. But you know when you have you have players it, again, it's a linky team. It's a linky team and it's a fast team. You have what's his name, uh, Ochi Agabai. I, I'm sorry, I know I said his name wrong, but 
like I said, they're 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 a great defensive team when they want to be because that's another team that can turn it on and off. And sometimes they turn it on a little too late. But I just you know I I have I have them beating. I mean, again, you lose to Colorado three times, and that's USC. I don't I don't I don't know. So I have Kansas beating USC. Iowa against VCU. I think the size of Luke Garza and the sh- you know what it is Iowa is kind of built like um, Milwaukee Bucks. You have a dominant player that can control the inside. He can also kind. Of, well, no, you have a dominant player that can control the inside, and you and you surrounded with shooters. You have Giannis. He can control the paint. He can control the mid range as far as getting to the paint. And then you have everyone around him as shooters. That same thing with Iowa. You have Luca Garza, and then you have shooters around him. I mean, they averaged 84 points a game. Like, and player of the year favorite Luca Garza. I mean, like I said, you have Jordan Buhan and you have CJ Frederick. Like, they have shooters. Uh, and I, I, I have Iowa beating Virginia, uh, VCU. Um, moving over, you have Baylor, North Carolina. Here's where, here's where the love for North Carolina. I have to be a realist at this point. North Carolina, while they're good, like they're a good team, I don't think they can keep up with with the scoring. You know, I don't think KJ uh, Smith, I don't think Caleb Love will be able to keep up with the scoring of a Jared Butler or a Donovan Mitchell, uh, a da- Davin Mitchell or a. Mikio Teague, like I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see it at all. Not to mention, while North Carolina to me is a better rebounding team and they can, and can control the paint, Baylor also has a like big men that can do the same thing. So I have Baylor beating North Carolina. Uh, Villanova against Purdue. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> it's it's tough, man. It's it's tough because like. What what Villanova team? I mean, what yeah, what Villanova team are we getting? Like, are we gonna get the Villanova team that? Uh, are we gonna get the Villanova team that just destroyed like a lot of people? Like they, I mean, Villanova has again. It's tough. This is this is tough. This is tough. Um, I have Purdue. I got I got Purdue winning. I I have Purdue. It's you know. I think Travion Williams is going to be able to uh gonna be able to control the paint. And I I think I think Villanova is gonna lose to 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 Purdue. Texas Tech and Arkansas. Whew, I have Arkansas. I think Arkansas to me is more of a complete team than Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech, um ooh, I don't know though. Cause you have Matt. Mm. Uh, I got Arkansas. They've, I mean, they're they're on they they've won twelve of the last thirteen games, and I think that they're going to be able to ride that momentum uh, past Texas Tech. So, and then Florida against Ohio State. Ohio State's been one of the best, if not the best, team majority of this year. So I and I, I got Iowa State. Oh, Ohio State. I'm sorry. Ohio State beating Florida. So my Sweet 16 at the top is uh, Gonzaga against Creighton, Kansas against Iowa, 
I have Baylor against Purdue and Arkansas against Ohio State. You go down, you have Michigan and St. Bonavich. I think that Michigan, I mean, I think Michigan, I think Hunter Dickerson and Javon Howard, who is, or Juwan Howard, is coaching this team incredible. And I think that their defense is going, and their scoring, even without levers, is, um, is going to be able to, I don't think St. Bonaventure can, can keep up the scoring output that Michigan can, even without levers. So I have Michigan beating St. Bonavich. I got an upset. <laughs> Another one. I have Georgetown beating Florida State. I've seen Florida State at their best, and I've seen them at their worst. And like I said, I think that Georgetown is one of the hottest teams in the league. And I... <laughs> I just, I just, I, I can't, I can't see, you know, Georgetown. One thing that Georgetown has that, and, and Florida State that can combat with, is they both have big bodies, like big bodies in the paint, and they both have an incredible, sh- incredible shooting stars, I guess. And I think that Georgetown will be able to ride their momentum past Florida State because. Like I say, you never know. Well, I'm not gonna say you never know, but you don't know what the Florida State you're gonna get. You could get a Florida State that a lot of people thought could win it all. Then you're gonna get. Then you can get a Florida State who, you know, lost lost against North Carolina the what the the regular season uh, finale. So, yeah, you have Michigan State and Texas. I got Texas winning that. Uh, you know, Andrew Jones, um, Shaka Smart. And while I do like Michigan State, I do think I don't know if they'll be able to slow down the shooters that Texas has. So, yeah, in Alabama against Maryland, this is where I think Maryland's lack of all around scoring comes in, especially when you're going against Alabama. You're going to be able you're going to need to be able to keep up with scoring. And while Alabama averages 80 points a game. Maryland only averages 69, and while I'm not saying they're going to only score 69 to 80, I think that I think you're going to need more more pace against Alabama, and I don't think that Maryland has that. So I have Maryland, oh Alabama beating Maryland, Iowa or Illinois against Loyola Chicago. To me, Illinois is one of the most complete teams in the entire conference in the entire nation. And especially the huge win in the in the tournament, I have I think Illinois is going to be tough to stop for anyone, especially Loyola Chicago. So I have Illinois winning that. Tennessee against Oklahoma State. It's kind of hard for me to pick against uh, Cade Cunningham right now, uh, seeing as what he just did against um, Baylor. It's something, but but I will say this: I will say that this game is going to be a lot closer than what it, than than you know. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think that Cunningham's going to have to go crazy because Tennessee to me is more of a complete team than Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State just has a better player, maybe two better players than Tennessee, but Tennessee's a better team. But I still have Oklahoma State beating Tennessee. San Diego State against West Virginia. I think the I think the the I think the Wilds San Diego State is more of the athletic team and more of they're high they got high flyers galore. I think that 
West Virginia's defense and their paint, like they can stop the paint a little better than San Diego State. See, San Diego State likes to like up and down, up and down. They're a fast team, but they are also a complete team. So I just talked myself out of it. I'm gonna San Diego State. I got San Diego State beating West Virginia. I while I do think West Virginia uh is a better defensive team and will be able to lock down the paint. I think San Diego State can score a little better from the from outside, not to mention they're gonna they're gonna try to make it a track meet. And I don't think West Virginia wants that. So and Clemson against Houston, this kind of goes back. The ACC has been down this year, and Clemson, while they have some big wins, I don't see them beating Houston. I think Houston, like I said, is is one of those teams where they're they're complete. They're they're one thing that Houston's never really been is is balanced. They've had an incredible offense and an okay defense, or they've had an incredible defense and they couldn't score to save life. This is different now. You're they're averaging what seventy eight points a game, and you you're holding opponents to 50, 58 points a game. So I have Houston beating um, Clemson. So my elite, oh my Sweet Sixteen on the bottom is Michigan against Georgetown, uh, Texas against Alabama, uh, Illinois against Oklahoma State. I have San Diego State against Houston. Go back up. You have Gonzaga against Creighton. Again, I don't I can't say this anymore. Gonzaga to me is a complete team. And while Creighton can light it up from three point line, Gonzaga has players that not only can stop that, but can score as much, if not more efficiently, than Creighton. So I have Gonzaga winning this game. Kansas against Iowa. I think, and we've seen this, we've seen this a couple times this year. If Luca Garza is, if you can contain Luca Garza, you can contain uh, oh, Iowa. And I think Kansas has the big men and the pieces to contain Iowa. Uh, while Iowa does score a lot, their their energy runs off Luca Garza. And again, if you contain, what Kansas has that, a lot of people don't. They have a lot of bodies to throw at uh, Luka Garza. Not to mention, Luka Garza isn't the greatest defensive player from outside the paint. And when you have a team as quick as Kansas, I think that Kansas can give them sort of a sort of fits. So I have Kansas beating Iowa. So I think my <laughs> I think my let me say this. Let me keep going. You have Baylor and Purdue again. It's it's gonna be tough stopping that three that three headed guard monster that Baylor has. And while Purdue is good, I don't I don't see them slowing down Baylor. Especially I think Baylor is still gonna ride the loss to Oklahoma State. So I have Baylor beating Purdue. And Arkansas against Ohio State. I have Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State, like I said, Ohio State was this close to winning the the tournament against Illinois, I mean, against, yeah, Illinois. So I have Iowa State beating Arkansas. I think it's going to be a really good game, but Iowa State has, you know, (laughs) the thing about Iowa State is they can, they can score. Their defense isn't the greatest. I mean, you're, you're only averaging seven more points than your opponent, but I mean, 
when you have EJ Lito and and Dwayne Washington, I have I have Iowa State. I'm sorry. Why do I keep saying Iowa State? I have Ohio State winning that. And go down Michigan against Georgetown. I think Georgetown's run kind of stops here. Uh, I think Michigan is still good enough to to beat a Georgetown. I don't know if Georgetown is going to be able to score as much and stop Michigan from scoring. So I have Michigan beating Georgetown. Alabama against Texas. I have Alabama winning this. Uh, a lot of people have Alabama think they can go all the way. I don't think so, but I do think that Alabama is a complete or as a balanced team. And we've seen Texas. If Texas isn't scoring, they they've gone through loss. And I think that Alabama is kind of you know, Alabama is kind of good at the position that Alabama is great at. Texas isn't, and I think Alabama will beat Texas. Uh, you have uh, Illinois against Oklahoma State. And here is where I have to bet against Cade Cunningham. I think that while he's incredible and he has a, he has some – they have – Oklahoma State has some big wins. I mean, like I said, you beat Baylor, you beat Kansas, you beat Arkansas, you beat Texas, you beat Texas Tech, you beat Oklahoma twice. I, I don't think that – he will be able to lift them against an Illinois team that is on fire right now. So because of that, I have Illinois, not to mention, not to mention, it's kind of like Kansas. You can throw a lot of bodies at, you can throw a lot of bodies at Cade uh, Kenningham and can slow him down. If he slowed down, the team slowed down. So I have Illinois beating Oklahoma State. And San Diego State against Houston, I think mm, mm. I think I think San Diego State has the pieces, man. Mm, no. Nah. I can't do that. No, I got Houston. Houston Houston can score with anybody and their defense can stop anybody. Like I just mm. and, and when when Quentin Grimes is on fire, he's on fire. So I have I have Houston beating uh, San Diego State. So I have Gonzaga, Kansas, Baylor, Ohio State. I have Michigan against Alabama, and I got Illinois against Houston. Gonzaga to me, and we saw this game early on. We saw Kansas lose by twelve to Gonzaga. And I think um, Gonzaga is – this is not the same Kansas team that, you know, that we're used to. As far as – let me say, this is not the same – this is not the same Kansas team from the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, they've gotten older. It's still a younger team. And even with that being said, I, I still have Gonz- – I, I don't think Gonzaga will lose this game. I don't think – I don't think Kansas has the pieces to slow down a Jalen Suggs or to slow down a um, uh, a Drew Time. And and as we saw the first time, that's the one thing that really has changed. Drew Time can still dominate the paint when we talk about um, Gonzaga. So I have I have Gonzaga beating Kansas and making it to my Final Four. Baylor against Ohio State. 
this to me is a lot closer than a lot of people would, would like to admit. Um, but I, I still, I, I'm still riding the Jared Butler train and I'm going to take ba Baylor over Ohio state, even though I do think that Ohio state is a team that can definitely, um, that can definitely slow down Baylor and they can all, they could ultimately beat Baylor, but I don't think that they will. So I have Baylor beating Ohio state, Illinois against Houston. I think that these are two, one, these two are two of the faster teams two of the more balanced teams, especially when it comes to scoring the ball, like they are incredible, both of them. But again, I, I don't, I think Illinois just has it. And I think Illinois has a, has just, just, it's Illinois, and and we've we've seen Illinois grow into one of the most complete teams. Because the thing is, they can dominate the paint, they can dominate rebounding, and they can dominate from the mid range. They can dominate from three point. Like they are a great team, and I don't think that Houston, especially when we talk about rebounding, I don't think Houston can keep up with Illinois. So I have Illinois winning that, and Michigan against Alabama. Here is where I think we miss Isaiah Lever. Levers. Um, the guards that Alabama has, to me, is 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 tough. And while I think they're going to miss Isaiah Levers drastically in this game, I don't think that Michigan will lose this game. I think it'll be a lot closer, but I think that <laughs> that's crazy. I think that um, I think that it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna be a lot closer than we expect. But I have Michigan squeaking that one due to the fact that they don't have Isaiah Levers and the guard play of Alabama is a, is 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 better than the Michigan's, especially when we talk about um, especially when we talk about. Levers not being out. However, I do think that Juwan Howard has the team just playing great, and and you know Dicker, uh, Dickinson is he can he can carry them as well as a uh, Eli Brooks. So who are both healthy? So I have man, that's crazy. I have all number ones. My final four is Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, and Illinois. And while and while uh, <laughs> Gonzaga and Michigan is 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 sounds good on paper, they're both number ones. I do think not having Isaiah Levers now is detrimental to uh, Michigan. And I don't think that they'll be able to keep up with Gonzaga. I think that they're a team that can let me say this: they're a team that can keep up, but I don't think that they they can beat him without Isaiah Levers. And because of that, I have. Gonzaga in the national championship. Baylor and Illinois. Here's the thing. I like Baylor's size in this matchup. Baylor has the size that can uh, really get you. Like Baylor's size. Hell, even Jared, even even Jared Butler is 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 big. He can play from the one to the to the four, but. And I think he's even though I think he's like six three, but he's still like he's kind of stockyish. Uh, but 
it goes back to I think Illinois can control the paint and control the game. And I really like what I'm seeing from Illinois. So it's it's tough, man. It is tough, but I'm going to pick Illinois to beat Baylor. So I have my national championship is Gonzaga against Illinois. And here's here's here it goes. I'll say it. I hear in 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 while Gonzaga to me is a complete team, I think Illinois has the pieces to win. Of course, I mean, if you make it to the national championship, you could win. Like that's you've you've beaten a plethora of great teams. You you can win. However, <clears throat> one thing that we've seen from Gonzaga is We've seen they've of course, like I said, the twenty they're twenty six and zero. They're twenty six and zero. But we've seen them struggle sometimes with scoring the ball. And I know you're like, wait, they average ninety two points a game. Yes, true. And but we've seen them struggle. In fact, we've seen them struggle mildly in halves. Let's, I'm not gonna say entire games, but in halves. And We've seen them down big against teams that they shouldn't be down against. And if they get down against Illinois, I don't know if they'll be able to come back from that. Um, and I think this is going to be a shootout. I think that this is going to be a run, a, a up and down game. Or let me say this. Illinois wants this to be a shootout and it wants this to be an up and down game. While Gonzaga can play that way. I think Gonzaga wants it to be more of a half-court set game. And, oh, I have Illinois winning. I have Illinois winning the national championship. I think AO is going to be great. I think um, I think Kofi Cockburn is going to be good, you know, in the paint. Uh, I, I do. And, and Kofi Cockburn is kind of like, Modern day Shaq. I mean, he's like two eighty five. Uh, I got I got Illinois winning the national championship. I know I've been preaching all year that it's Gonzaga's to lose, but I think that especially how they're playing towards the end of the year and winning the tournament or winning the conference tournament, I, I have Illinois. I think Illinois is a special team, and I think Illinois has what it takes to win. Uh, and and yeah. Those are my, those are my picks. <laughs> if you agree, let me know. I appreciate you. Let me know what you think. Let me know how you feel. Let me know who you have winning. Uh, I, I think this to me this was this was the hardest year in a minute because one the blue bloods aren't. I'm, there's not a lot of blue bloods. Uh, Duke is out. Um, Kentucky wasn't good enough to make it. North Carolina while they're there. I don't see them going past the round of 32. Uh, it's, it's been tough. And teams that were good, go, you know, were good early or teams that are good have some major flaws. Like, I think Virginia has major flaws. I think Florida State has major flaws. Due to injury, Michigan has a major flaw, even though I have them going to the Final Four. Uh, San Diego State, to me, is, you know, is, is a team that can definitely surprise some people. 
Tennessee could be I even though I picked Oklahoma State to beat win that game, I think Tennessee could be Oklahoma State. It was just it was just tough to pick. And I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if I'm a thousand percent wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if Gonzaga just storms through everything. I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor wins. There's just a lot to that that could happen. And it's it's I, I'm excited to see. Um let me know in the comments if you want me to do this for the women's uh for the women's tournament as well. I know last night was the selection Monday for them. So let me know if you want me to do this for for the women's as well. Uh I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, let me know what you think. Let me know who you think will win. Let me know if you think my picks are wrong, if you think my picks are terrible. I want to know. I want to know. And I want to hear who you guys have winning the national championship. Um, the the tournament starts on the 19th, which is in three days, and I'm excited. I am excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So moving forward, Drew Brees. I mean, this isn't really uh, this isn't really surprising, but Drew Brees announced his retirement. Uh, he's been he was in the league for 20 seasons, 15 with the Saints. And we kind of, you know, the, the the writing was pretty much on the wall. We saw how the, his last few seasons ended, uh, you know, the miracle in Minneapolis. Um, of course, we saw what happened against the Bucks. Here's the thing about Drew Brees. Drew Brees, arguably, had one of the greatest careers ever as, as far as a football player. Um Drew Brees is, (laughs) Drew Brees will go down as one of the greatest. He has almost every, he's either first or second in almost every uh, quarterback category that matters. And a lot of people are going to say, but he only won run ring. I get that. But people don't really understand or remember how bad the Saints were before him. And we're really about to see, I think we're about to see from the Saints, even though they have better pieces than the Patriots, we're about to see what happens when you don't really know who your quarterback is. Shouts out to Drew Brees. I know a lot of people want to kill Drew for, you know, what he said against the whole, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick situation. But I'm not going to let that deter me from the career that he had and how, much uh you know how much he gave back to the city of New Orleans. I think that he's probably the, when we talk about quarterbacks that mean a lot to the city, I think that he's probably number 1 uh of all time. Seeing as though how, you know, how important he is to New Orleans and how important he was especially after Katrina. Uh Drew Brees, like I said, I understand he only has one one champion, championship. And he's lost some heartbreakers. But Drew Brees is and will forever be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. So, shouts out to Drew. And definitely well-deserved. Definitely well-deserved. Um, the WNBA, they start they start their season. Let's, let's move on. They start their season 25 today, which is it's crazy to think how young the WNBA is. I'm older than WNBA. And, you know, just shouts out to the ladies, shouts out to the to the organization, shouts out to the league for being able to maintain for 25 years. I mean, you look at other leagues like the XFL or, or the, the Arena Football League who are kind of teetering on survival and stuff like that. And 
the the WNBA has been able to main, has been able to thrive for 25 years. Not to mention, you know, we talk about activism and we talked about players that do a lot for the community, but a lot of times WNBA players aren't mentioned even though they're pretty much front and center with a lot of things. They're front and center with uh the Black Lives Matter movement. We see the what what Maya Moore is doing. She put her career on hold for, you know, to help people in prison. Uh, you know, Renee Montgomery, now the o- part owner of the, the Atlanta Dream. So the, there's a lot of great things coming out of the WNBA. And again, shouts out to the league for for being, what, 25 years old this year. So I, I'm, I'm excited. I like the WNBA. I like basketball in general. Basketball is my favorite sport, but I like the WNBA. They, you know... <laughs> fundamental game like uh, one thing I do love about women basketball is they are fundamentally sound and it's if you want to see some of the best basketball as far as how it's supposed to be played go watch WNBA game you know and not to mention while their stars aren't you know high flyers they're not gonna dunk on you or anything you can't tell me that Maya Moore isn't better than 95% of men like if not 98%, the only 2% is probably in the the high echelon of the NBA. She'll she'll get somebody buckets. Um you can't tell me Candace Parker isn't on the same level as as a lot of NBA players. So shouts out again. Congratulations to the WNBA for turning 25 this year. And the season starts I think I think it started yesterday with like camps and and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see what comes out of this season. Oh, and they changed the logo too. It changes like to, you know, Roman numerals 25. Shouts out to y'all. I, I like it. I like it. I like change sometimes. And and shouts out to y'all. And before we go, um I do I did want to uh highlight the passing of Marvin Hagler. He was a legendary boxer. He died at 66. Um when we talk about boxing, you know, a lot of people talk about Muhammad Ali, talk about uh, Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Leonard, talk about uh, Floyd Mayweather. Mah- uh, Marvin Hagler is one of the greatest boxers we've ever seen. Now, his career his career was shortened to the fact that he didn't feel like he was getting a fair shake from a lot of people, so he quit. But he ran through a lot of – he ran through almost everyone – that was somebody, you know, he, he fought Sugar Ray Leonard. He sh- fought Duran Duran. So he, he's one of the greatest. And you hear a lot of, a lot of boxing enthusiasts and, and people that love the sport talk about him and just talk about how, how he had one of the strongest chins in, in boxing history. And, uh, and yeah, so again, I send my condolences to the family and rest in peace, Marvin Hagler. But there you have it. That has been this week's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. Please subscribe to wherever you're listening. If you like the content, please come to the YouTube and subscribe. If you're not watching, I would definitely, I would definitely implore you to come to the YouTube so you can see the the few the the whole visual experience. If you want some Unpopular Podcast merch. The link is in the description. I have hoodies, I have shirts, I have sweaters, whatever you want, I got you. But again, there you have it. That has been this week's episode. I hope you guys have a great week. 
and see you guys on Saturday. Until next time, much love. Yeah, this mouth damn